begins with this gate drop. Welcome back to the Power to the Ground podcast, your home of motocross and supercross news for the fans and by the fans. This is episode 56. I got my boy Doug in the studio. Well, in his studio. I'm in my studio. We are uh, trying some new stuff out tonight, as you can probably see here. For those of you watching this live, don't forget to like, share, and comment on this video. It doesn't really matter what you say, to be totally honest. You could tell me what your favorite type of dog is. Just just matters that you do comment on it. Uh, it helps us get this out there to as many people as possible. Um, also, drop your questions and comments in the comment section at any point during this broadcast, and we'll go through them at the end of the show. For those of you listening to this, on audio, we're doing this podcast on Facebook Live and YouTube Live now every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hope you guys can make it for the uh, podcast next week. Um, normally, we would jump into some spots right now, but we are trying this, uh, this new thing out with uh, Restream and... We don't have all the same videos that we had through OBS, so we're going to have to figure that out as we go forward. But um, we can give honorable shout-outs here. Doug, you've got some stuff right, right there in, uh, in front of you. Who you, uh, you got stuff behind you and in front of you. You want to give some shout-outs? Oh, sorry about that, Doug. Hey. I, had you, I had you muted, man. Try I know. <laughs> I can see the little thing up in the corner. It's all good. Uh we have Bro Taco Hot Sauce been with us for quite a while. Hit up our boy uh, Sean over at Bro Taco. Get you some hot sauce. It's really good. They got it's this one, Pineapple Habanero. The infamous Brap Sauce. That Which he can't really keep good. in stock. I know. Uh, we got some Avocado Habanero. Now, don't let the names fool you. They're not just spicy just to be spicy. They're uh, They're actually pretty good. They're smooth. So, and then we got Sunstar, good old chains and sprockets. Awesome for the OEs. Might as well <laughs> keep up the tradition, right? Absolutely. Um, before we start, please consider heading over to our website, power2theground.com, and uh, making a small donation if you want to help us grow. Um, any little bit you can give helps out a lot. Um, going towards things like advertising, um, making new merch, making the prizes bigger. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you earlier, Doug, I got a mock-up of the trophy for the Pickums yeah. earlier. It's So it's like 24 inches tall. Oh, dang. It's glass on the top with a marble base, and it's got the Pickums, the Pickums logo etched into it. Dude, and, that's pretty uh, sweet. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's pretty like, sick. You would kind of figure with how much I'm on this show, I would actually get to see the trophy, but I won't get to see it, I guess, unless I win. 
So <laughs> I I'll send you I'll send you a picture of it as soon as I <laughs> as soon as they send me over the official mock-up because they just sent me like a little um it's like a little cartoon animation etched uh mock-up of it. So That's as soon as they send me like an actual final mock-up of it, I'll send it over to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see what I've been scrounging with Steve for tied in second place this whole time. Yeah, you guys are going back and forth. I know. <laughs> so the the donations go a long way to, you know, subsidize stuff like the prizes. Um there's five hundred dollars go uh going with that trophy as well. Um, of course, you can head over to our website and uh, buy some merch. That helps out a lot, too. But if neither one of those work out for you, you can like, comment, and share. Um, that helps out a lot as well, just to help us get this out there. Um, so that's what that's what we got for the, the intros now until we get the, the spots worked out. So you want to jump into it? Might as well. I mean, we've been sitting here clicking buttons for what, like almost 40 minutes now. So. <laughs> Might as well actually get into what we're here for, huh? Right. It got pretty spooky there when when everything crashed, though. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna have to try to do this by myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I was two minutes away because my for those of you watching out there, my internet went out like probably less than 15 minutes before this started, and I was like scrambling. I was like, uh oh. I'm gonna have to send you all the. I'm gonna have to send you all the login information for restream so you can do this on your own. Right. <laughs> I was. Look I got a little think. nervous there. I can barely make it through the breakdown videos. I don't know about doing like a whole live show all by myself. I, well, I definitely need adult supervision. So it, it does not look like you're just barely making it through the, <laughs> the the breakdowns. You're killing those. So we've got a couple of new breakdown videos going out on. Uh, they're out on Facebook right now. You want to talk about those for a little bit? Uh, yeah, I mean, we can. Uh, so I went to both Indy 4 or Indy Round 4 and Indy Round 5, um, and it was it was fun. It's definitely – so it's hard to be there and talk to people that are watching it, like, on TV because it's a completely different experience. I mean, as you know, if anybody has been to a Supercross, so I'm trying to point stuff out and, and my – my buddies are all getting mad, like it's not on TV or what happened to this guy. <laughs> and it, I mean, it was a great time. So um, luckily I was right like 150 feet away from the Craig and jet incident. So I broke that one down. Uh, that's going to be my round four indie number one breakdown uh, that's up on Facebook and it's doing pretty good. We made it almost a whole 24 hours before somebody got mad at me. So <laughs> I will take that. Like that's, pretty much a record so far um and then on round five or indy two uh we went kind of hard in on the ama uh so i was there i saw a lot of stuff that that was either just a real glimpse in the um in the production or they just didn't show it at all like they would change the camera so that you wouldn't see it like the random tough block in the middle of the track on the backside of a jump which is the best place to put just a tough block. So <laughs> it's uh, and then we talked a little bit about the uh, the old Oldenburg and, and jet incident um, there. I guess they just released a press release when we were getting this all set up. Um, so I'll see here in a little bit if I can kind of 
find that press release or, or hopefully somebody that's listening can send it to us. Um, and then we will, uh, we'll have to go over that too. So, yeah, it's, uh, but other than that, it's, I mean, the breakdowns are fun. It's, uh, I'm not getting as much hate mail as I expected. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, it's not bad for somebody that does all his it work with a hammer. So <laughs> yeah, you're there. The quality is, is definitely there. And you know, both of us are working on, you know, putting our, our rigs together to get as the, the quality as good as possible. So, yeah. you know, hey, you're not the only one putting stuff together on the fly here. So just so you know, <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I, I definitely believe that it's, uh, just kind of makes me wonder how Joe Rogan has done it for so long, so seamlessly. Like, well, I mean, it's crazy. He's he's got a lot of broadcast experience, obviously, from being on TV f- with the UFC or yeah. Fear Factor, all that stuff. So he had he definitely had people behind him to help him put that stuff together. Oh, yeah. But if you watch like the earlier stuff, the earlier stuff doesn't look anything. It's what kind of shaky. Like now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, like our sweet little show here. We're yeah. Like, hey, what's up? Like, let's try this this week. Next week, we might try the other one again. You right. Know? But, <laughs> but, that's pretty fun. Yeah, it is. It's definitely fun. Definitely fun. Um, and it's fun to try, like, new stuff. Yeah. So, speaking of new stuff, um, we are we're growing a little bit little bit at a time and we're trying some some new things but we we have a buddy uh tiller who is in the chat on youtube it looks like um he and i have been talking because uh doug you invited me into your discord server and when i went in there last week tiller shared these excel spreadsheets and they were like stats breakdowns yeah. And my mind just blew it. My mind just absolutely blew. And I was like, I got to message this guy right now. Yeah. He, so, takes, uh, he takes fantasy to the scientific level. Yeah. Where I'm just like, I'm feeling this guy tonight. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, what are the qualifying times? You know, I don't exactly. even know. <laughs> but but. It, it's very interesting to look at it from like a mathematical perspective. And I yeah. feel like a lot of people who are into fantasy sports love that kind of stuff. And, um, and we have the pickums obviously, which is it's fantasy motocross slash supercross. So I figured that that would be a, um, a really cool uh, mesh that we could put together. So um, Tiller and I are working it out and, uh, he is going to do a data driven fantasy, uh, debacle fantasy I debacle. Yeah. So the, <laughs> I, the, the working title that I have for it right now is quite a, and I haven't told him this yet, but it, it's quite a tongue uh, teaser. It's the Tiller, news. the Tiller tallies pick em predictions. Uh, I love it. it that's awesome. <laughs> so um yeah as the as we get into this uh season a little bit more be on the lookout on uh on facebook and hopefully youtube uh for some new videos i think you're i'm gonna tr- see what i need to do to get your breakdowns on youtube uh, because 
probably not have failed block them every time I put them up. I know. I I went through, I literally went through the terms and conditions for YouTube, and Mm -hmm. we are not breaking any of their terms and conditions by using those at all. And the worst part is, is out of three of them, only one of them got through. So I have like a 33% chance. So maybe I should just spam post them. (laughs) One of them is bound to get through. One One of them will drop on. So um, we'll see what we got to do to get those up on our YouTube channel as well. Um, and hopefully we can start using our YouTube channel as much as the the Facebook page as well. Um, and then obviously on the, the website as well. Yeah. So um, you want to jump in, talk a little, uh, talk a little Indie One? Indie One. I don't know. Where do we want to start, man? That was whole day was good um nobody really fitted in qualifying or or anything like that which is always great uh the heats were pretty good um other than that it was almost the the jet show most of the night all the way all the way to the last lap the second (laughs) last turn man uh so he ended up really getting a bad start like horrible which is almost becoming his mo it feels like like the last couple races he's really gotten bad starts uh and then it didn't help him out when he ran into that one dude and uh stalled out his bike on the wall jump yeah probably the worst place you want to stall it so uh nichols's gear was disgusting looking like i don't it looked like old guacamole like, really? did you see I, it? I actually kind of like the the bright look. I, I don't know. I kind of liked it. It was a lot brighter on the TV than it was like in, in person. Real life. Yeah, oh. it was. It was weird looking. Like I don't know. It was. It was weird. But uh, and then Craig had that reminder light, which he didn't have on Tuesday night. So. I don't know what's going on with there. Apparently, he remembered what he had to remember. So, I'm not sure. Um, and overall, I mean, it was a good race. You know, Shimoda looked pretty smooth. Um, Shimoda's shaken up to be just a fantastic rider. Like, he's quickly becoming my favorite 250 rider. Yeah. And his. So obviously there there's all this hype behind Jet, but Shimoda is for one incredibly consistent. Like he's three four all day long, all he's so day smooth long. on the track. Right, so smooth. And um and he's not far behind where Jet is. Honestly, like no. If you've got like maybe maybe a 10 to 15% drop off as far as just sheer speed goes, but pure, purely consistent. I'll take that all day long. Oh yeah. And, um, jets pass on Moseman. That was one for the books. That was a good pass. I don't know if you remember that pass. Um, Uh, when he cut underneath on that, on that, uh, on that hairpin. Yeah. 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 It was so textbook, man. Like we were sitting there, like what, you know, <laughs> like because I mean, he's he's really fast and he's consistent most of the time, but some of his passes are a little like 
why'd you do that, man? You know, like, why'd you like, it's almost like he tries to force it. Like he gets in a hurry, you know? And then, uh, there was the old, the old jet versus Craig incident that, uh, that I broke down, but going frame by frame, I mean, we pretty much, we pretty much figured out that if Craig didn't hit that breaking bump and go in the air, there wouldn't have been an incident. I, I, I have a, a very strong suspicion that, if he hadn't left the ground going into that turn, then there it would have been a drag race through the whoops. And who knows what would have happened in the next turn, you know? Right. But would Craig get a block pass or would Jet just absolutely rail the outside? But it's uh not much that you can do about that, you know. It's uh it's all in the breakdown video if you're kinda if you're like, what? He bounced? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your boy figured out how to go slow mo, <laughs> so we uh we we got that all done. And uh, Joe's podium speech at the end really uh it kind of struck with me, man. Like talk about humility, yeah. Like and just being humble, you know. Like I shouldn't be here. Those two wrecked. Like who says that on a podium? It's very few and far between, right? You know? And then uh, you end up. Who was it? Moseman in the heat when he took out Jet with his his savage comment, you know, like that's kind of what you get yeah. when, when that kind of stuff usually happens. So that was pretty cool. And that's another reason why Shimoda is quickly becoming one of my favorites, you know. It's the attitude and the humility, the humility, like you said, that yeah. was Steve actually said that. So Steve watched the races with me um, for Indy one. And he said that right when he was. Uh, giving that speech when he said that Steve was like that kid. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, It's it's great to see, you know, I I feel like there's a lot of character in the two fifty class. It's just getting them to bring it out, you know? And unfortunately it seems like we're quickly running out of talent in the two fifty class with everybody (laughs) getting hurt. Right. Um, At least on the East coast, we'll see about the West coast. It'd be great if they would just combine them together and have every night be a, a shootout night. Right. You know? But hopefully after this year, when Nichols just completely runs away with the title, they kind of start rethinking that idea. Cause it's going to get kind of boring unless people start coming back from a uh, injury. Right. Yeah. When you've got like just Nichols and then everybody else is injured. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What was the, uh, well, we'll get into it in the second one. Just speaking of, you know, the injuries and then remind me when we get to it, talking about the injuries and then the gap that those put between the top riders and then everybody else. It's massive, massive, massive. So <laughs> let's let's run through this, the the uh, the finishes here. We'll do the top 10 for the 250s real quick before we jump into the. The uh, 450s. Um, so obviously Nichols because of the, well, I don't know. Yeah. We'll just say it. Oh, top 10 Nichols came in number one. Moseman took the number two. Shimoda took the number three. Love saying his name. Yeah. Um, jet took the number four. Craig took the number five. Oldenburg finished in the number six. Thomas Dew finished in do the or doe. That's what we were trying to figure out at the track all night because you can't hear the announcers. Yeah. Is it do or doe? 
I have no idea. I'm going to say Thomas do because Tom do. Yeah. Right. Tom do you, man. Right. Um, then uh, in the eighth spot, we had John Short and then Joshua Osby and then Grant Harlan. Um, Harlan is quickly moving up. He is. He is. He's one of those. He's one of the these underdog names that um, just keep. It feels like he just keeps moving up, up and up and up. So we had Grant Harlan. Um, Max was one of those, but he's out, obviously. That's sad. Um, yeah, that was a bad wreck, man. That happened just in, not in front of us, but real close. And it, it was bad to watch. It, like, it was like gut-wrenching in person. Yeah. So I hope he gets better soon. That's uh, I've dislocated my hip before on a motorcycle. And no it fun. is No, it is very painful. And he's, he's – that I mean, to dislocate your hip as a basic – he's basically a child. <laughs> like, there's, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of force behind that. Yeah. So that was it for the uh, the two fifties and Indy one. Um, there was some there was some really good racing in uh, in that round um, in both both classes. So let's jump into the four fifties. Let me pull up these results. It's another thing that I want to get fixed up. I can just hold my cheat sheets up in front of the camera. I'm like, hey. Yeah, you'll you'll have to walk across the room to do that, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> we'll get it figured out. Show up. We will. Yeah. Um. So, four fifties. Um, Roxon is getting on a roll. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think this is gonna do for the rest of the uh, the class at this point? Well, in the if history repeats itself, the first person to win three Supercross events is probably going to win the championship. And the way Roxon is riding right now, I, I it's hard to say. I, but unless he gets hurt, I think it's his. That dude is on a rail. Can't touch him. Like, he's MC hammering all over the rest of the field right now. So, and it's... uh. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but like in this race, uh, in, in round four, he was definitely, he was definitely fast, but Tomac seemed like he had something for him. I mean, it was a good race, but I don't know that he is locked in and set on destroy right now. So it, I have a feeling it's going to be his man. He's gonna, he's gonna, Go ahead and hoist that trophy in a couple rounds. So, well, first thing I want to say is, um, Tiller, here's an idea for your first episode, for your first Tiller Tallies episode, a breakdown of how often the champion is also the first three round winner. Yeah, I definitely got that information from Vital. So, I would I still I'd like to see a I'd still like to see a breakdown of it. It'd still be pretty cool. Or yeah. you know, how many how many broke down to the round one winners 
or just you know just a breakdown of the the rounds i don't know if he'd be into that but he and i can talk about that it'd be pretty cool yeah yeah i think it would be it's um the statistics like that really i think it's a great addition to the show because they are really entertaining at, at least to me you know but it's uh other than that uh kind of back on track here uh we had barsha's ninja kick like straight <laughs> from mortal combat and <laughs> i when i saw that i almost died i thought from where i was sitting though it looked like he kicked malcolm not the bike so i was like oh, really yeah no. yeah malcolm would have tossed him across the stadium oh yeah and so I was like, oh, man, oh, man. I'm like hitting my wife like, babe, babe, babe. And it was, uh, he kicked the bike. But <laughs> we, it was just hilarious to watch. You just see this little guy with his hair all like flying everywhere, just run up and like spar to kick what looked like Malcolm, but was the bike. And I'm like, what? What's going on? I think, what, was it in the press conference or something? He was like, yeah, I was just trying to help him get the bike off of him. And I was like, no, you weren't, fool. <laughs> he was mad, but, I mean, because he did that, it it made it so that both of them ended up getting up faster than they would have otherwise. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it was, the crazy part was, is going back and kind of looking at that start, is Malcolm didn't even touch him. Like, Malcolm was too busy trying not to go over the bars to even worry about, like, what Varsha was doing. So, I think he was just frustrated. It was, uh, but it was entertaining. That was definitely, that's going to be on highlight reels for a couple years, I think. So, I hope so. Oh, it was great. It deserves and then, to be. Uh, what was it? We had Tomac just kind of baseball sliding. He did that Tuesday night too, where he was just like, I'm going to slide in here. <laughs> so I, and then Anderson, I don't know what's been up with Anderson, man. He's he's not even a not even a factor, you know. Right. It's I mean it's it sucks to see. It's not fun to see, you know. They um I think something actually just popped up recently. I haven't read it yet talking about him um and what he what's going on with him. Um so I'll take a look at that and see. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about that later, or at some point over the next couple of weeks. Because it is, I, Anderson is just one of those riders. I mean, he's he's Barsha esque, where he's he's like just a free spirit on the bike. So yeah. having him in the mix just it it makes for more interesting racing. Yeah, because you just never know what's going to happen when he's when he's in it. Yeah, that's uh I mean I completely agree. It's it's not fun to watch, you know, like when you get used to watching Anderson like ride the way Anderson does or Barsha ride the way Barsha does, like either super aggressive or the exact opposite. Like it's fun to watch because they their personalities really come out in their style. But I don't know what's going on with Anderson, man. Yeah. Like it's it's hard to watch. It really is. He's just not into it. It seems like, and then what he dislocated his fingers. So who knows how long till he gets back. He might miss Saturday. Maybe. I don't know, but yeah, other than that, like I really thought Eli's modified blitzing of the whoops where he was kind of blitzed the first half and then jumped the second. I thought that was pretty cool. Showed some, some good heads up 
uh, riding because the last part of the whoops were starting to get chopped out. So he would actually like drop his rear wheel halfway through and then just kind of jump out. I thought that was that was pretty ingenious, I thought, and I think it saved him. Um, and then uh, the whoops is, is something that I've had a problem with ever since they got to Indy. I think in both yeah. rounds, it's been a problem. The whoops are they're they're too big. They're almost a rhythm section. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, unless you ask Mookie. Even Mookie was jumping through them. Uh, in both rounds, I saw Mookie jumping yeah. through them a couple of times. And if you've well, got Mookie jumping through whoops, I'm yeah. sorry. They're too big. <laughs> well, what was getting me was even during both rounds is watching guys that normally jump whoops, blitzing them, and guys that normally blitz them, jump them. So I don't know what was going on with that. Like, yeah, was- I did notice that because even there was one point and I can't remember which if it was Indy one or Indy two, but Webb blitzed them and passed somebody in the whoops. And I was like, what just happened? Yeah, yeah it was nuts, man. But like on Saturday, like Savachi looked good. He's surprising me this year. Uh, we thought that team was going to take a huge hit losing Baggett. Yeah, um, but it's so far it seems kind of even but we haven't seen savachi's attitude come out yet either right so it's uh we'll see with that um Fernandez looked solid except for his freestyle motocross like dip out over that huge double over the <laughs> starting gate yeah um and k-rock did the did the same thing um that seemed like it was just a hard jump and from hearing from some of the some of the guys that were out there on the track it they said that you almost had to jump right like if you hit it straight you were gonna head off towards that left side of the jump which is what we saw so what they were starting to do was really cheat to the right like kind of aiming to the right and then they would land on like the far left hand side so i don't know if maybe like the camber was off at the top i i have no idea or maybe the ruts yeah, that's what they were like. That was probably one of the most difficult doubles I've ever hit. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, hopefully, I liked the layout though, like jumping over like that. I liked it. It made for in the stands. It made it really entertaining. Yeah, uh, it's hard to really judge kind of how big that jump was on the TV though. It was massive. Yeah, there and. There was another one in the second round too that just looked humongous on the on TV. I'm yeah. not sure how it was in person, but I I think big jumps has definitely been a staple of this season so far. Yeah. Um I think I've seen more quads this year than I have like throughout an entire season that I can remember already. Yeah. Yeah, it it's definitely going to be entertaining to kind of watch because I think we've seen the riders evolve so much since when they first started kind of designing the modern supercross track that it's going to be entertaining to watch the evolution of the track to catch back up with the riders. Right. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now and why we're getting kind of weird layouts is because I don't think they know what direction to go with the track design in order to maximize like the riders 
like just talent you know what i mean so if i start seeing flaming circles out there i'm gonna be pissed yeah but it is felt they do kind of run the circus (laughs) so but it's uh other than that i mean zacco he had a great start Uh, i think that was his first good start all year yep i would agree i mean his ride was amazing he he did excellent so it's uh and then what was there one two three four five six seven passes uh just between the top three and four lead changes in that race wow yeah most of them between tomac and and roxon it seemed like but ac did pretty good until he pulled the old ac and and dumped it off but ac will do ac things (laughs) right um and then you could see Roxon kind of take a big breath when he pulled up and it there was only like what was it like six, seven, eight seconds left on the clock before the last lap. Yeah. Like you could see him like, oh man, <laughs> you know, because he's getting pressure from Tomac the whole time. And then uh Eli casing that the last jump in that rhythm that would have been right in front of me on the tunnel jump side. Um, I think that's what really sealed it in from him not being able to get a good run to kind of take over the lead. So I think uh, it looked like Tomac just ran out of gas, which is, it's not something that I normally say about Tomac at, well, I think I've ever said about Tomac. Yeah. That's usually not two things that go together. Right. But it, it, he was putting a he was putting a push on, and then I don't know that it looked like he it looked like he went above and beyond like he went to one hundred and ten percent and forced his too early yeah. yeah yeah I could see that it was uh unfortunately I have two races kind of getting jammed together in my head right now. Um, trying to like relive the live re- live replay in my head type of deal. Yeah, but I can't say I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, him and Roxon were both fighting hard during that race, so I could definitely see it. That is definitely a downside of doing two rounds at once on a single podcast. Is like you watch the replays earlier in the day, and yeah. then they completely just meld together. Yeah. And it's like even worse because I watched them both live and I came back and I watched both the races on the TV. Oh, geez. And so now I'm like, ah, which one is which? Yeah. When I'm when I'm at the track, I'm not going to sit there like a goon with like a notebook and take notes the whole time. Like I'm there to watch the race. So so when I came back, I was like, I should probably get some notes, you know, so that's kind of. I sat down and started watching it and writing notes out. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is my brain hurts, man. Like, which race was that? I can't, you know. Right. Even And even if you take notes, it doesn't really help. No, because then, like, my notes are like AC dropped. And I'm like, that could be any round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it does. Then, but I'm still new to all this. So we're, we'll get it all figured out. Man. Yeah, we will. Let's, this is a work in progress. Uh, my last honorable mention for this uh, round would be AP7. Um, now, he didn't get the greatest finish in this one. He ended up finishing in ninth. However, I will say that 
there were flashes of Plessinger in this race that foreshadowed what ended up happening in Indy 2. Yeah, he looked good all weekend so far and let's hope he can carry it into the next one because i'm a big ap fan yeah i was freaking out like i had i almost couldn't do the breakdown videos because my voice was just so gravelly and scratchy (laughs) so i'm like sitting there on the audio mixer trying to make it sound decent but yeah it's uh i mean he looked he looked good and for him and malcolm to pretty much be anchored together i think is pretty cool because they're both they're both so fun to watch ride right like in their own ways so they both have a very uh they have uh and attack styles for sure oh yeah yeah and i think uh i think we're finally seeing yamaha get the 450 program kind of straightened out um from where it was in the past couple years so hopefully maybe not this year but maybe next year we'll start seeing some uh some blue bikes up towards the front a little bit more because they definitely have the power and they have the talent i just think that there's consistency issues going on so we'll see though other than that it was a great race yeah it was it was um that was definitely my of the two tracks in indy so far i preferred this one much to the, the second one but um so let's do the top 10 here real quick so we had roxon finishing the number one spot Tomac finished in the number two spot. Webb finished in the number three spot. Um, Sianci Rulo finished in the number four spot after Sianci Rulo did Sianci Rulo things. Uh, Osborne finished in the number five spot. Ferrandis in the number six spot. Anderson in the number seven spot, which actually is a pretty high finish for him so far this season. Yeah. Uh, uh, Savachi in the number eight spot. Uh, Plessinger in the number nine spot. And Muskin rounding out the top 10 and that was your indie one results um i don't want to get into the points because obviously we've got another round to get into we can get into the the points after we do the uh indie two recap yeah yeah let's uh Let's jump into it, man. Let's jump into Indy number two. Let's do you want to do two fifties or four fifties first for the one? Uh I mean the two fifties, it's there wasn't much of a race, man. It was Nichols just kind of grabbing it and running until they threw the checkered flag one lap too early. Um, <laughs> Which is unbelievable. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it's it's believable. You say that, and somebody would that knows Supercross would be like, "Yeah, I could see that happening." Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so this was this was the race that um, because Jet was out, um, so Jet crashed. To, that was a uh, bad crash. Yeah, two times. I mean, he he got a knockout uppercut in uh, qualifiers. And um, broke his his visor off. Um, then he crashed out again in the heat, broke his visor off again. I don't know how many helmets that fool has at the race. I'm sure he's got more than two though. But um, and then he went to the LCQ, and he won the LCQ, which is still pretty, which was pretty impressive. 
He did not look good during but the But he did not look though. good. No, he won with like a six-second lead, but he still looked like he was running at like 60%. And I don't know if they showed it when he was coming off the track. Um, he was he didn't want to have that hand like I think it was his left shoulder. Yep. He didn't want it on the handlebars, man. He he didn't want to hold it up. He's just kind of just all loosey goosey riding his bike off. You know, he yeah. he was definitely hurt. Like for him to even come out and try it in the LCQ, I got to give him kudos because after crashing as hard as he did twice, I would probably be a little girl and just hide in the trailer and be like, <laughs> "Not hurt today's not the day." Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> like so. <laughs> I mean, kudos to him. He did a. Uh, but unfortunately, we're we're running we're running out of big names in the two fifties. Yeah, you know, that's three of them already. We're almost one every round, pretty close. One every other. Yeah, yeah. So, the, the the average is not favorable right now. Um, no. I mean, so that didn't work out for. I mean, there was more drama than that. I mean, Oldenburg, Oldenburg went down and he crashed out and he actually he made it to the gate for the lcq but they, they didn't him let off. him compete yeah. in the lcq because they thought he did a frame swap yeah and he's like nah bro i didn't do a frame swap <laughs> frame swap we um he's only got the one bike right you know? like, what's he gonna do right that was another wreck i'm surprised he walked away that one was right in front of right in front of me again and when i heard that bike hit the ground it was horrible and then you see the bike flipping through the air yeah i had kaylin watching that with me and she was like she had her eyes covered oh yeah and he just folded up and that wasn't even the worst one i can't remember there was the fellow with the like mint green and orange who got smoked in the rhythm section right in front of us. Yeah. And it was, that was actually right, uh, right after the tough block incident where they left the tough block right there. And, um, I had it on video cause I was recording Shimoda going through there, but I don't want to put it up because it's, it's bad. Like <laughs> I feel bad for that guy. Yeah. It was that was a tough shot. Not only did he accordion, but then he catches the whole front side of a bike and a foot peg like on the way by. God. So terrible. Yeah, it's and I mean, I don't know. Oldenburg's wasn't that bad. Um, I mean, the the crash was bad, but his dismount was incredible. Like that was. I, w- I expected him to like jump up and go parkour because he like he rolled out of that like a pro, like an absolute pro. Michael says it's Max Miller is probably the one that I was thinking of. Oh, so. um, yeah, I think the only other crash that I can remember from that one was uh, it wasn't until the 450s when uh. Mookie threw his bike into oncoming traffic going through the whoops. Dude, that guy coming the other way. Yeah. Messed his pants. 
Because, I mean, it's Mookie's bike coming through the whoop, so you know that bike is cruising, too. Oh, yeah. I think he was actually jumping him at that point. Like, him and Plessinger both kind of stopped blitzing him that late in the race, and they started jumping him. And I don't know if maybe that's what messed him up, is he hung a front tire. I think he was, at that that point, I'm pretty sure he was going to make a pass. Yeah, he was, for sure. Yeah. So I think he may have I'm pretty sure he was blitzing them, but he only made it halfway through. Yeah. Before I the bike remember. came out. I just remember seeing it out of the corner of my eye and going, No. <laughs> but it was uh with the two fifties though, I'm really I, I I think the ride of the night went to Shimoda though. Starting Absolutely. in the back, working all the way up to fourth place and looking so smooth, so so smooth like the whole time and he had an interesting line so coming under the tunnel he was doing triple triple and then when they came back around to that rhythm section that claimed so many people over the last week um he was doing i think it was a double triple triple and only the 450s were doing stuff like that so it was and he started that in the heat and found out it was fast so when the feature or the main came he just started throwing down his own little line and then started getting picked up on so he was cruising he was was he was dead last wasn't he yeah uh 15th after the first lap so but he was last he He was was, last last yeah yeah um yeah that was that was an impressive ride but this was this is the class that i was talking about where You've got injuries now, and you can really see the the difference between the top riders and the not top riders. Because I mean, Shimoda, Shimoda had to work through that pack. So if had he not had to do that, I'm sure he would have been in the right top there five. With the other three, yeah. But he was 30 seconds down when yeah. he made it up to fourth. When when you know when they finished, that, yeah that's crazy oh yeah and that's a wreck getting through all the traffic and i think they lapped all the way up to what like almost fifth didn't they yeah they were uh shimoda's the only i think shimoda was the only one that they didn't lap like that's ridiculous and they were they were going in and there were people that they had lapped twice yeah like that's crazy yeah it's it it's almost I hate to say it but it's not that entertaining you know like you have four guys that are just going to absolutely run away right um maybe five with harlan now um and there's a couple other like good guys like jeremy hand he's a he's an ohio guy he does pretty good um you know you have harryman he has he has the speed but he's still fairly new, so I think he's kind of uh, he's still learning his way, you know. But I mean, there's some speed in this class. It's just getting there, you know. And this goes back to my age-old rant of why don't you just combine the classes so that then we can have entertaining races every weekend? Right, because you at know? this point we've got. I'm not sure I would throw Harlan in there yet. He's going to have to show me some more stuff. Yeah, but like if Shimoda didn't get hung up at the beginning, Harlan would have finished in fifth and he would have been like 30 seconds down from 
from fourth. Yeah, but he's getting there. Yeah. And especially coming in, I think this is what his first year in Supercross. I remember seeing him at outdoors because I talked Tiller into picking him. And then he had like a hundred point night. And I was like, yeah, I remember you, know. you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's getting there for where he came when I, he first came up on my radar last summer to where he is now leaps and bounds, man. So I think he'll, he'll be there. Yeah. It's just a matter of, of when, you know, but there is definitely, there's definitely a case to be made for combining these two classes though, because what you've got right now is you've got four riders actually competing. Granted, there are injuries and there should be more. I mean, there should yeah. be. How We two, got two guys out right now. Two, two big guys, guys out, Forkner actually. and Hampshire. Forkner, Hampshire, and Jet. Yeah, and now Jet. Yep. So three. So there should be seven. Yeah. But what you've got right now is you've got four riders competing and then a bunch of moving obstacles on the track. Yeah. And it's, I mean, hopefully the AMA is having the same conversation we are, but after what I saw on Tuesday, they probably aren't. <laughs> so it's hard to say. Yeah. I, I would love to watch them both. I mean, the showdowns, everyone knows that the 250 showdowns, what, once twice a year are the some of the best races to watch yeah so why not just do it all year you know right. especially if they're going to flip flop this is going to be east coast this is going to be west coast this is going to be east coast where these guys don't even really know what coast they're running but they're all running in pretty much the same area anyway right so. and if you want to go for top 10 in points show up to all the rounds if you just want to get your supercross points we'll catch you at the next one right you know? so i don't know that's what i would like to see but yeah or not, what I do is gonna be i'm not holding my breath let's just say that so <laughs> so then uh so we had a, a funny finish in the 250s where there was some confusion at the uh the finish line because we never technically got to the finish line um, because the flag guy who was supposed to give Colt Nichols, the leader coming through on his last, his last lap was supposed to give him a white flag, but instead gave him a checkered flag. And it was amazing watching it on TV. I'm not sure if you saw it live, probably not because you weren't expecting it to happen. No, but, we all thought it was a white flag. Yeah, and then he started pulling off, and we're like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> he, he goes over, um, and they they showed it on the broadcast because he's looking at his pit crew, and his pit crew is giving him timing, and he's expecting last lap. I'm going to lay it down right here. And he yeah. goes over the jump and gets a checkered flag, and you see him just turn his head completely <laughs> and, like, Even in disbelief, like, is that what? Even after he landed, he was still like he made sure he was gonna land, and then he looks back like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll take it, I guess. I, I guess so. This one I less mean, lap. It. I don't think it had any impact on the race itself. I think we would have still seen the finish that we did. Yeah. However, what's to say that wasn't a race like the week before? 
you know, where the 250s and the 450s were both battling down to pretty much the last lap, you know. Right. So if it was a race like that, I feel like there would be much more of an outcry. But since this one was pretty much sealed after the first, what, seven, eight, nine, ten laps, you know, basically halfway through, I think it was, it I was mean, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. That's why I think it's not as big of a deal right now, but let but it that could be. again. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, who did I say it to? I think I said it to Steve. The flag guy must've been looking at his Robin hood app because the GameStop stocks <laughs> were just starting to crash. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's and, go through the, let's go through well, the top 10 that we had in the, uh, two fifty. jump into that. I, I found something that was kind of interesting on the segment times for that race. Okay. So Nichols ran away, right? Yeah. But he is second to Moseman in segment number one, second to Moseman in second or in segment number two, and second to Craig in segment number three. He never had the fastest segment time on any lap. Really? He was just smoother in all the segments than everybody else every lap. Wow. That's why he ran away. That's interesting. Yeah. That's, I, I printed it off and I was like, that just doesn't look right. Because you <laughs> see somebody doing that, like you kind of expect it to be like he's at the top of everything. Right. Not at the top of nothing. Yeah. So, he just made the fewest mistakes. Yeah. Um, so top 10, we had uh, Colt Nichols, obviously, with the uh, one less lap. Um, number two, Christian Craig. Um, Moseman took the number three spot. Uh, Shimoda took the number four spot. And then, you know, everybody else. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Harlan, yeah. Harlan finished in the number five spot. Jeremy Hand finis- finished in the uh, number six spot. <laughs> Jeremy Hand finished. <laughs> Got it. Uh varies varies do you know how to how to pronounce that no no all right uh (laughs) 241 finished in the number seven spot osby finished in the number eight spot carnot finished in the number nine spot and moran's finished in the number 10 spot and that was our indy 2 250 main um I am going to pull up the point standings here so we can run through those real quick. I got them right in front of me if you want me to jam it out real quick. So we got uh, Nichols is pretty much, I I think both of us agree at this point, Nichols is just going to kind of run away with this thing. He's up at, uh, he's in the first place spot with the red plate with 122 points. Um, He now has three wins. So, no, three to three out of the five races. Now he's won. Um, Christian Craig is in the number two spot with 111. Moseman is in the number three spot with 97. Joe Shimoda is in the number four spot with 96. I'm going to make a prediction. I think Shimoda is going to finish on the podium for this 250 championship. I could see it. Moseman is much more aggressive, so I have a feeling he's definitely going to bite it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's probably a pretty good prediction. I could see that. 
one one point down at this point. So yeah, yeah, and he's smooth. He doesn't yeah. put himself into trouble. So he doesn't. And he it he's riding within like he's not putting himself in any in any. It doesn't look like he's putting himself in any danger when he rides. He's it's just so ride. smooth. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Jets in the number five spot with eighty three points. Um, obviously, he didn't get any points for this uh, for this round, and he's going to continue falling down that board. Osby's in the number six spot. Um, the two forty ones in the number seven spot. Oldenburg is in the number eight spot. John Short is in the nine spot, and Grant Harlan rounds out your top ten. And that is it for the two fifties through. Is that for round five? That is round five. Yeah. Because I have Short and Oldenburg swapped. I got Indy two. Official results. How many points do they have? Uh, one twenty-two or for Short and Oldenburg. Yeah, they both have fifty-four, so it could go in either direction. It well, mine shows fifty-five for Short and fifty-four for Oldenburg. Oh, really? I got fifty-four yeah. for both of them. On Weird the, on the Supercross site. Oh, see, Mama. I went to AMA. Yeah, yeah, I went straight to AMA. So. I, Subject Probably to change <laughs> right up until the gate drops. We might change the rules. So. <laughs> All but right. What else I thought was interesting is we haven't had anybody get a whole shot twice this year in the two fifties. Really? We have five different whole shot winners. That's crazy. Yeah. I thought that was pretty entertaining. That is pretty entertaining. Um, that's that's very entertaining, especially considering that there's well up until coming into this round, the number five round, there was five riders that were just always up front. You just think yeah. that that would be more consistent, but those are those are again those are fun stats to to go through. That's what we should do. We'll put up like an extra page on the on the uh, website. We'll just be like random uh, bets, like you know, in the Super Bowl they have bets in in Vegas for like the coin toss. Yeah, we'll have bets for like you know, will the flag guy throw out the wrong fl- the wrong flag? Yeah, Somebody would have had a ton of money this week. Shows all the signs for being a champion. That's your dad. That was my dad. Yeah, my dad. My dad did great in pickums for round two. I know. It's kind of jelly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's run through the four fifties. So we had uh, the four fifties at round two. Roxon again. He's just on a roll. Um, Somebody's gonna have to do something in Indy three to get him to stop. Otherwise this I is, think it is all up to Roxon. If anybody's going to stop Roxon, it's going to be Roxon. That's a fair assessment. That is a right. f- fair assessment. Unless Tomac figures out his starts. I don't see it. Cause uh, Barsha right. can't do anything for him. Um, well, at least it seems like Tomac is starting to, 
figure out his finishes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's getting a little better. Like yeah. on this race, he was ninth coming across the start to come all the way back up to third. Imagine if he would actually like start in the top five. <laughs> um was this the race? Was this the race where there was a a jump? Somebody jumped? Did Osborne get caught up in the gate in this one, or is that a heat? No, that was the last 450. Oh, that was the last 450? Yeah, that was a round four where he jumped it and he got stuck. Because I and was so, like, what and Savachi so got like the greatest jump of all time because he flinched yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, all right. So into this one. So Barsha gets the whole shot, and um, I Barsha was clear out front to, to the start of to the start of this one. He had like coming out of that first turn. He he had like a three or four bike lead already. Yeah, he was getting it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Roxon. If uh, when did Roxon make the pass? It was like it was the first lap. It was Roxen definitely every lap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to say it was like two turns in. It was like after that first whole shot turn, maybe the second turn into the next straightaway, and he took Barsha, and then he was just kind of gone, gone from that point. Yeah. Um. There really wasn't. I mean, there Plessinger. Plessinger was a big um a big person to watch in this one. And I'm glad that they did follow him in the broadcast as much as they did. Because that's who I was watching the whole time. Right. And I'm sure you were. And they were they in the in the broadcast they actually mentioned where he was from. And I was like, oh, that's right right near where Doug's from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh I know his dad. Uh pretty well and i've met aaron a couple times and you like you would he's he's another humble dude you know like he's not like you could if you didn't know that he raced dirt bikes professionally it wouldn't be somebody that you would ask hey do you race dirt bikes professionally like he's just he's super down to earth and cool and it's i don't know i've liked him for a while not just because he's from ohio but i like his personality too you know so it's i was freaking out you know, I was yelling the whole time and I was sitting right next to Cade Clayson's uh, family and Cade is, um, I think he's originally from Ohio as well. Um, and before he moved out to Arizona, I think. So I was sitting next to like all his brothers and sisters and mom and like their whole crew. And we were yelling for him the whole time in the LCQ to pass uh, old A-Ray. And it was... I'm surprised the usher didn't come up and yell at us because we were being obnoxious. But and then uh, me and my brother were doing the same thing uh, in the main for Aaron, just yelling the whole time. And I think we were the only ones there that weren't hardcore Jet and Tomac fans. So it was a uh, it was a little awkward because we're yelling for Shimoda and Plessinger, and everybody's like, "Who are you yelling for?" Oh, that's right. You you texted me. You were like, "We did not make any friends tonight." Yeah, <laughs> so, it'll be all right though. Yeah, yeah. This um, Plessinger is a 
a fantastically talented rider. Um, but this is a this is a mind game. This whole all of racing is 100% a mind game. And oh, yeah. I think that's what Plessinger is working against is like he's a 250 champion and he was a a damn good a damn good 250 rider. And um what I think his biggest issue is and this is just kind of going out on a limb. But if you watch him, when he's around somebody else, he can, I mean, he kept up with Tomac for quite a while. And Tomac is probably one of maybe not that night, but he, on any given night, he's the fastest guy on the track. And Plessinger kept up with him pretty good for a number of laps. But I think what Aaron's problem is, is when he gets a little gap, he lacks the self-pacing that most of these guys have when they're not judging themselves based on whoever's around them to push harder, push harder. I think he just loses the self-pacing push and you can really see it. If he gets a gap in like, or nobody's coming up behind them and nobody's really in front of them, he starts slowing down quite a bit. He, I don't think he has the ability to self-pace himself. Huh? That's interesting. I will definitely, I'm definitely going to pay attention to that. Cause I, I, now that you say that, it kind of makes sense to me because he definitely does seem to settle into a pace as soon as he's by himself. Yeah, and it's not the same pace that he would normally do if somebody's around him. And he has good fitness. We saw it tonight. He can go hard all 20 minutes. Right. It's, it's just I don't think it's that weird like race mentality where you're like, I got to go as fast as I can, but nobody's around me. So I don't want to wad it up. So you back off just a little bit and then it's just a little more. And then it's just a little more, you know what I mean? The laps keep ticking off and it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see if that's something that he can fix. Cause I definitely think he's fast. He's definitely got the bike. I think it's just a pacing issue that, really keeps him out of it quite a bit and it helps when like seen Cirillo Rex and Osborne doesn't get a very good start, but we'll, uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Cause Cooper had kind of a hard time getting around him. Yeah. I, Cooper's not the only one that had a hard time getting around him. Uh, uh again, I'm starting to blame Tomac took a couple laps to get around him too that's right yeah it was like yeah. three la- it was like three laps he had him behind a him. lot longer than what i thought it was gonna be yeah and it's uh it was fun to see and funny story Wait, about aaron didn't, early on in that didn't tomac actually pass him and then plessinger passed him back yeah tomac that's when i think tomac fell no 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 that's i might be thinking of something else then um well, was it the heat where Tomac slid out in the right before the whole shot? No, no, I'm thinking of I, I don't know what I'm thinking of. I'm blending yeah. so many races together. That, that, uh, what happened to Musquin during that race is he came up on the outside of Plessinger going into the tunnel. Yeah. And I guess he thought Plessinger was just going to move over and like let him pass, which is what we saw mm-hmm. Plessinger do with Cooper Webb um, eventually once Webb got right up behind him, but Plessinger didn't move and he kept pushing hard and he ran Marv into the tunnel 
like <laughs> hit the wall of the tunnel, and that's what happened to Marv. And did it wasn't make it onto the yeah. Did that it make was, it onto the broadcast? I don't think so, because Tiller asked me what happened to Marv, and it was like it was right in front of me, and I don't remember seeing it on the broadcast. But I don't. Re- I don't either, at all. It's, uh, but yeah, it was. Um, it was entertaining because Marv tried to push Plessinger out of the way, and Plessinger's a big boy. He yeah. didn't move, and Marv ran out of real estate. So <laughs> that's uh, if if a little word of advice: if you're gonna push somebody out of the way. Try to make sure they're probably not as strong as you. Yeah. So that's or, uh, in in Marv's case, like, you know, somebody who's not twice the size of you. It, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. Uh, just seeing it like it was I've never seen that before. And I didn't know whether to like gasp or laugh or like I was like, that's the kind of stuff that you do on like the Supercross video game, not in real life. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, um, was, it was entertaining that was a it was a good race overall except for Roxon just running away i didn't watch it away yeah yeah there was a lot of good battles there was yeah and they were um there were battles and then people going down and then more battles and then people going down and more battles this is really what it seemed like to me oh did you just freeze on me no i'm just not moving Oh, <laughs> you were so still. I thought my computer froze. <laughs> no, no, I was I was reading what your dad said. So oh. the cool thing about Restream, just for you guys that have never used it, is it combines both our Facebook and our YouTube comments, and it puts us puts them up on the on the monitors in front of us, so they're easier to read, so that we don't have to watch Facebook on our phone while we're trying to talk um into the thing but if you're like me with any type of like shiny object squirrel type of stuff like when i see him pop up i'm like ooh, what'd he say you know so i tend to sit still and read my bad we'll do something oh it's cool uh we'll do something cool when we uh when we start getting into the comments at the end too we'll put the comments up on screen I don't know if we're going to be able to like scroll through them on screen, but when you got, when we go through them, you guys can, you know, start chatting live and you can see them all come through on the broadcast. It'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, We got old Savachi in the top 10 again, too. Yep. He's kind of turning into a, uh, I mean, the points don't show it, but his average finish is what, like nine? Oh, it's 13. I was going to say, I remember him being in the top 10 more often than that, but apparently I'm remembering wrong. So disregard what I was going to say. It's all good. That, again, this is like, there's so many races all consolidated into so little amount of time that it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's difficult to keep it all straight. Um, And Ferran, uh, Ferrandis. Ferrandis is... um. He's in this Yamaha program, which I agree with you. I think the Yamaha program is moving in the right direction. Um, Ferrandis needs to get his, um, I don't know if it's like rookie, rookie shakes out or what it is, but there are some times when Ferrandis just looks like the fastest guy out there. And then he gets finish. a little bobble. Yeah. And then he 
he gets super stiff. Like I watched it happen in both races where he'll be out there looking smooth, looking smooth, looking smooth. And then something, something weird will happen or like the bike will shake or, or something like that. And then he just stiffens right up. Yeah. He gets completely off his groove. It's he's very Roxon in that aspect. Yeah. And very surprising. Roxon actually did have a bobble in this race and he, he was able to recover from it. I think, uh, Roxon is feeling very pre web swing arm Roxon. I think that's what we're seeing. I don't know if we'll ever get like the daring passes anymore, but I think he has that mindset right now where he and a race like this Tuesday race, I feel really shows it where he just, he showed up with his a game and he let every, I, fully expect him to show up on Saturday wearing like a suit with like the cane and you know, like he used to do. That's how I feel. Like he's got that rocks and swagger back and I love it. I do too. I, I really like that uh, for lack of a better term, that character. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and you can tell on how he's riding too. I mean, he wasn't afraid to battle Tomac once he started feeling it, dude, he was, he was right there swapping spots with Tomac. Um, unfortunately, there wasn't much going on in terms of Tuesday because he was just like, I'm out. You know, I'm not even messing around with you guys. I'm I'm going to go way over right. here. So it's. Uh, I'm excited for the rest of the season. With yeah. Watching, watching all K-Rock. I mean, yeah, because this was his this was his first back to back win since the back-to-back win right before he went down for his uh his first broken arm yeah yeah so it's um i don't know is it is it kenny of old only time will tell we'll have to see yeah all right let's go through the top 10 here so we had roxon in the number one spot barsha in the number two spot Tomac in the number three spot, Webb in the number four spot, Plessinger in the number five spot, Sianzu Rulo in the number six spot, Osborne at number seven, Savachi at number eight, Ferrandis at number nine, and Malcolm Stewart in number 10. With the big get off, and he's still in 10th. And still in 10th. That was quite the get off, too. Watching him and Roxon just kind of link together and run run around was pretty entertaining you can tell those guys like to ride with each other during practice yeah they just knew exactly what they were going to do and it looked like it looked like it was really almost like a video game man where you play way too much with your friends or like <laughs> type of like anything that you do with your friends a lot and it ends up like with music with steve i'm sure he could probably start a song and like his friends and his band are just like, all right. And then they just start playing. Like, that's what it felt like. Like those two were music in motion, basically, <laughs> you know, it was awesome to watch. I don't know how much of it made it on the broadcast, but seeing not, it like none of it, Oh, <laughs> uh, watching those guys lap after lap, just not even pressuring each other, but pushing each other. Like they, it's almost like they just had that telepathic, like bond almost. It was really cool to see. Hmm. And they even say it like I've caught it in a couple of their pressers where they're like, yeah, you know, just out here hanging out with AP riding or I've been riding with Malcolm a lot. And I mean, you could tell like those dudes do ride quite a bit together. 
it was awesome to see. Huh. Well, let's see if we if they can push each other to you know move further and further up the yeah up the ranks because it it definitely looks like um both of them at least over the last two rounds both of them have well no Stewart had a little bit of a drop off in the tenth spot and he's been pretty consistent in like the five to eight range yeah so far this season but um which that's about where he was last season too. He's been cons- I would say that he's been consistently two spots higher than he was last year. Yeah, I'll accept that. I I feel like that that could be right. I could be just misremembering cuz I would always pick him in like Rocky Mountain Fantasy. Right. And I was so bad last year that it's hard to say if it was Malcolm or not. <laughs> I feel like last year he was a consistent, um, we'll call it eight to ten, and he's he's in the, well, he's in the seventh seventh spot in the points right now with a average finish of seven point eight, so not yeah. too far off. But, um, all right, so that is the the four fifty results. We'll go through the. excuse me um covid residuals um we'll go through the standings uh kenny keeps the red plate and he is putting a gap here between him and webb there's got to be an answer otherwise this is going to be over real quick um with 112 points kenny's got the red number plate um just real quick though, 112 points is our red number plate. Five rounds in, because there's been four different riders. It's a low. It's a pretty low yeah. point point total for five rounds in. Yeah, that's um. I mean, it's still. I expect Cooper to win a couple more. Yep. Tomac is always right there. Barsha is going to be the wild card. When does he? Well, he started dropping off and then he picked himself back up. Um, but I see, I still see Kenny winning out. I do too. But I can see Webb and Tomac taking, especially that Atlanta track. I would almost guarantee Tomac's going to win that. So um, maybe that's his only one, but no, he's going to take Daytona too. Oh, he's already got one. Yeah, he's already got one, yeah. but he, Tomac will win Daytona as well. Yeah. That's, I mean, he owns Daytona. So, yeah. I, last year it was pretty close, man. It was. Kenny was going to get it. But. So, so we got Kenny in the number one spot, 112 points. Webb is in the number two spot with 99 points. Tomac in the number three spot with 98 points. Barsha in the number four spot with 92 points. Cianciarulo in the number five spot with 87. Ferrandis, number six with 81. Stewart, number seven with 76. Osborne, don't know where that dude's been. Um, I feel almost the same way about him as you were talking about Anderson earlier. Yeah. Um, he's in the number eight spot with 74 points. Um, Muskins in the number nine spot with 73. Man, has he fallen down from a, a pretty good start. Um, and then Plessinger rounds out your top 10 with 70 points. 
and that is it that's what we got like up to round five so far um so just gonna look at our pickums results here real quick i'll give you the top five because i am i'm falling quickly down <laughs> down the ranks on the pickums here uh we have curtis johnson who is in the number one spot he's got 47 points steve in uh well just in this ranking scheme for some reason he's in the second spot with 44 points doug you are tied with steve with 44 points uh terry schaefer you are in the number four spot with 43 points and then we've got a few people tied for that spot with 43 points we've got uh cole platt who i spoke with on um the website the other day uh my dad who had an incredible round five uh, took him up to that spot and Brian Bearden with 43 points. And uh, that's your pickums. If you guys don't know where to find those, you can go over to the website, power the number two, the ground.com and you'll see the pickums results tab and you can find, see how many points you have total. Um, like I said, fun, fun, uh, Fun prizes. I I will definitely put that um that trophy picture out as soon as I get that final mock up going. Um, you know what was kind of interesting? I was just looking at the segment times while you're going over that. Yeah, Plessinger top four and two out of the three um segments. Really? Yeah. Uh. So in segment one, it was Tomac, Barsha, Roxon, Plessinger, all within two tenths of each other. In segment two is where Plessinger fell down, but it was uh, Kenny, Malcolm, Tomac, Webb. And then in segment three, it was Kenny, Tomac, Plessinger, Cincerillo. Wow. So I thought that was pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. It's- oh, maybe maybe he's returning. Returning to form. I'd love to see it. That'd be pretty it's, cool. Uh, yeah. Other than that, it's uh I'm I'm stealing Tiller's thunder with all the number games right now. So <laughs> hopefully all he right. uh he get we can get him set up so that I can stop looking at numbers and getting distracted. We've so. got this uh the restream allows us to have up to ten people on this broadcast. Oh wow. Yeah, it's crazy. We won't have that many people, but yeah. Well, we did that one with four people. It was uh what you, Sean, Steve, and myself. Yeah. And that one wasn't bad. It's uh it's definitely different, you know, especially when you get into like heated discussions about stuff. Right. Yeah, you gotta make those really, really like you gotta make sure everybody's got the night off for things like yeah. that. We ended up going like two and a half hours on that one. Yeah, it's really entertaining. You can find it on a, you can find it on Facebook. It's I thought it was a really good podcast. We got really deep into some stuff though. We did, yeah. So. It's it's on audio too. Um, you can find that on, on all the audio platforms plus our website. Um, let's try this chat thing here. Let's yeah. See what happens. All right, I'm gonna click the button. Here it comes. Messages from audience will display here. Go ahead, guys. Let's uh, 
Let's try it out. Let's try it out. So let's go back through them. So we had uh, Austin was the first one to jump on. You guys were jumping back and forth on on, uh, YouTube. I think Austin was talking about um, the lime green. uh, Yeah. Yeah, with Nichols's avocado gear. Right. Where he was saying, show it right here. That stuff was too baggy, and it didn't work with the boots. We're getting fashion fashion tips over here from from Tiller. That's pretty cool. Um, Harlan is kicking it. Uh, he's kicking something, Tiller. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll we'll keep an eye on Harlan. We'll see where he finishes up here. Um. Tiller, send some of these. Uh, Send some of these my way because I want to see some. I haven't seen any yet. Dude, we got to get the um the meme page running again. Yeah, I you know I every time I share, every time I share something, I go past that group, and I always look at it. I'm like, man, I got to start doing something with that. Yeah, that's meme meme groups are so much fun. Oh yeah. So if you guys are out there, we do we have a uh, um. What is it? The PTTG motocross meme. Yeah. Motocross memes. If you search it on Facebook, you should be able to find it. I'm pretty sure it's public. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tiller says monster circus cross. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about jumping through flaming hoops and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, Shimoda definitely showed some talent. Shimoda shows all the signs for being a champion. Yeah, you showed that. You talked about that earlier. Um, do we have anybody else on here right now? Tomac, Osborne, and Webb are all in need of a good start, and anyone can win. Um, Osborne is definitely in need of a start. I haven't seen anything that shows me that Osborne's ready to win right now. I've had high hopes for him coming off of his uh, outdoor championship, and I've been hoping every single round, and he's been letting me down every single round. So, Indy 4, his charge from the back was phenomenal, though. That is true. He has had some – he's had some flashes. He just – I don't know. I feel like every time I put him on my pickums, he ends up – letting me down yeah um what is my dad saying here the only time pacing talking about plessinger here pacing should be an issue is when you're out front any other time it's twist the throttle man i think that's what you were reading when you when i thought you froze uh no it was the his next one. Oh, it was I, the next one i tried not to laugh because i just visualized it my practice partner, Dave Jolie, would take me out every chance that he had, even in practice. So Dave Jolie is the guy that would come with us to Unadilla every year. Um, and we would go camping, and uh, Dave would say, uh, I was like 13, 14 years old. And it would be like the middle of the night and we'd get up and he's like, I don't care if you get up and make noise, but if you're going to do it, you got to get me a beer. (laughs) So, yeah, Dave was that guy. Sounds like an outdoor. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
Then we got this one. Tiller says 10 people for couch cross. I forgot to mention we are doing couch cross this Saturday. I'll be here. We are doing couch cross. I'm going to have to change my setup because I can't see the screen from here. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to move a TV in here. Um, I think Steve said he's going to be here. So I don't know. I don't know how we're going to set that up, but I think the last time you just ran it off of your camera and mic on your laptop. Yeah. So I I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn everything around here because I've got, I've got the casting couch here in the office. So we'll probably sit over on the casting couch and set up a TV and watch it on the TV while we're, you know, doing the whole restream thing on the computer. But yes, we are on, we we're doing couch cross this Saturday. It's going to be sick. Right. I have to remember not to jump up and yell. So (laughs) excited. I, I, you don't have to remember to do that. In fact, that makes it more entertaining. (laughs) Just don't knock anything over. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> um, and my dad says he's ready to win. I'm pretty sure he's talking about Osborne. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's all we got for comments. This is pretty cool. Um, I like the restream better than OBS just as the on the like guest side. Yeah. It's cool being able to see everything that happens. And I feel right. like the quality is a lot better, too. Yeah, so, I might change up this background too. I might yeah. change I the like background this setup that we have going on right now, where we can, you can see it, you know, and other people can see like what somebody's saying on YouTube. Maybe generate some uh, some fun conversations, right? Because Till like Tiller is on YouTube right now. I'm pretty sure he's the only one on the til- on the uh, YouTube channel, so he probably felt like he was talking to himself right now. For uh, I'm there. I I have it. Oh, you're on there. Yeah. My dad says two stroke or four stroke couch. It's a four stroke couch, dad. Uh, Mine's two all the day, all the way. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this is a pretty cool setup. I I will definitely keep this one going. Um, I'll change the background so that we can have the comments up the whole, the whole time. And um, we'll work out some other bugs, but that's all we got for uh that's what we got for episode 56. Thanks for uh thanks for joining us for episode 56. We'll like we said we'll be back for Couch Cross on Saturday, so be sure to check us out on Saturday, hang out with us while we're watching the races. It'll be just like hanging out with your buddies, drinking some beers or apple juice or whatever it is that you're drinking while you're watching the races um all yeah. day water water oh, hydrate yeah. hydrate yeah hydrate or die man <laughs> so um yeah jump over to the uh the website if you're not a member make your free membership um if you're able to uh make a donation or purchase some merch helps out a lot like comment share do all those things um, we've got a lot of exciting stuff going on, plus races all happening all at the same time. It's an exciting time to be alive. Thanks oh, yeah. for joining me, Doug, man. This is... Oh, anytime. It's uh, I love getting together and just talking about the races. It's uh, The two races in one week is a little difficult, but <laughs> it's, uh, 
I enjoy it. So we didn't go too far over. We're about if you break up both races, we're about where we would be for for time. So okay. we just had to lump them all together and and let her rip. Let so. her rip. Cool, man. So our, well, I think this is probably, I mean, unless you've got other stuff going on, I know you're going to be bouncing around, but I'll get you on the podcast like whenever you're available. So, yeah. Um, so whenever I'm out of town working, I always have my laptop with me anyway, just so I can talk to my kids. Okay. So I don't see why we couldn't. And if I'm at a track, I'll just try to do it on my phone. We might have to like zoom it or something like that because I don't know if restream works on a phone it does we'll cross that bridge when it comes so who knows maybe i'll be hiding in a porter potty somewhere doing the show real quick at a race nobody really knows that would be awesome it might we might end up racing on a thursday (laughs) well um that's it for episode 56 we'll see you guys on saturday for uh for couch cross and couch cross get you some uh, brat sauce before then Yes, brap sauce for the couch cross. Yeah. And he's making I, more. I saw the video. Did he? Oh, yeah. sweet. I'm almost out, so I got to order some more. All right, that's it for episode 56. We'll see you guys on Saturday for couch cross. We're out. Peace.